Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast. We're so excited. I mean, we've been getting a ton of feedback, a ton of responses, comments, views, whatever, downloads, views, by the way, YouTube. It's out, guys. Um, it was something that Bobby had been recording from the beginning, and I was against it because I was not, I don't like being on camera. And, um, God spoke to me through the little decal on my on my truck, driving home, pull up to a stoplight, the car behind me, light hits the window, I look in the rearview mirror, and all I see is fortitude, and I'm like, well, Steve, why are you not doing video? God spoke to me in that moment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have YouTube out now. Check that out. Um, we're super excited. We got a donation. Which is going to go right back into this podcast. We're buying some stickers to give away. And we have reviews. And when we use your review, we're going to send you a sticker. Yeah, yeah. You can put it on your hydro flask or computer yeah. or mirror or something. Well, yeah, whatever you want. I, I don't care. Well, I do care where you put it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, so this episode, we're going to go into parenting. Right. Yeah. So the very first review that we got was from Rye B and it says a couple of real guys talking about real things. Can't wait to see where this podcast goes. Really looking forward to the parenting stuff. So Rye B, if you're listening to this, uh, email us at ignitedfortitude at gmail.com and uh, give us your address and we'll get out one of those stickers to you. Same thing goes for that person that donated. Oh, yeah. Uh, please. If, if you want to rena- remain anom- anonymous, and I can't even talk today. <laughs> you want to remain anonymous, um, that's fine too. But if you would like a little token of our appreciation for supporting this, then send us an email. With your address, and we'll get that out to you as well also. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I hate to ask this, guys, but uh, I feel like a like a grocery clerk or, or somebody <laughs> at fast food. But the, the rating and the reviews – is is so that way we can get more exposure to people that are just on Apple Podcasts looking for um, looking for podcasts. So it's right. like an easy way. So it's a it's a small action on your part, but it's a big reaction on in the long run. Um, obviously, we do appreciate you know the feedback, but more importantly, guys, it, it just helps get us more exposure out there without trying to market this and, and go all crazy. So guys, if, if you guys can do that, like Steve said, we'll uh, we'll uh, read a review a week and then we'll send you guys out a little token of our appreciation. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> we don't want to be those grocery store clerks that are like. Well, now I'm like, hey, yeah, absolutely. I'll fill please. that out as soon as I get to my vehicle. Like, I know what you feel like. <laughs> I know how that goes. There's some crazy algorithm on Apple Podcasts that keeps us from being seen as much. And yeah. now we can, hopefully, with your guys' help, we can get seen a little bit more. Yeah. So, hey, guys, going into to parenting, we got a, a couple of questions that we'll, we'll want to hit on. Um, but I think first, as, as we look at parenting as a whole, uh, we have to ask ourselves why. And I mean, everybody parents, well, everybody that has kids parents, but whether they're Christian or not Christian, everybody's parenting, right? And so for the Christian, why is it so important and uh, there's there's something that I want to read to you guys. Uh, here here it is. It says uh, in several of his writings, Richard Rorty describes the role of a college professor. He says professors should see their work in the classroom as nothing less than an exercise in conversion. They ought to arrange things so that the students who enter as bigoted, homophobic, religious fundamentalists will leave college with views more like our own. Students are lucky to find themselves under the benevolent instruction of people like me. 
and to have escaped the grip of their frightening, vicious, dangerous parents, parents, he writes, ought to be forewarned that we are going to go right on trying to discredit you in the eyes of your children, trying to strip your fundamentalist religious community of dignity, trying to make your views seem silly rather than discussable. Man, that is so crazy and eye-opening at the same time that what we're doing at home is being turned into something that's just hate-filled and they want to just discredit us. And it it goes back to what we're doing in youth group with trying to talk to, to, to these kids about their worldview and what how they look at the world. I, I always say it like that, the world. <laughs> uh, but the, you know, what is it that what I mean, we've, we're doing this quiz. So what are we getting response wise? I know not all of them have done it yet, but. So, uh, so in our uh, high school youth group, we, uh, there's this worldview checkup through Summit Ministries. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes for this on YouTube and, and Apple Podcasts if you guys want to take it. But uh, we did this thing uh, the beginning of July and uh, we put this link out to the kids and we told them, hey, uh, fill out the survey. It's going to be on worldview. It's going to see, uh, it's going to rate how you answer these particular questions and to see where you are, where you're at. You know, and we have, you know, kids, you know, it's obviously freshmen to seniors and some of our kids are homeschooled. Some of our kids go to a Christian school. Some of our kids go to, you know, uh, a couple of different high schools that are that are here locally. And uh, right now we only have 19 kids that have filled it out. And um, the results are are eye opening. Right. So uh, it there's five different categories. There's Christianity. There's new spirituality, postmodern views. Uh, Marxist, secularism, and Islamic views. And depending on how you answer the questions, it will rate where you're at, you know, and what you lean towards and, and all this other stuff. So out of the 19 kids, it says that uh, 37% of our group sees, uh, they answered some of those questions from a new spirituality view. So that's 37%. Postmodern view is 47%. Marxist was 11%. Secularist views is 42% and Islamic views were 5%. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and that goes right back to that college professor, right? So obviously the, I'm not saying we're failing as parents, but we're not giving the children a, a Christian worldview. So they're already going, leaning off the path sure. and then they get to college and this really fancy professor stands up there and tells them, Hey, you're wrong. Like you need to come this way with me, write down this Islamic postmodern Marxist road instead of staying on the Christian road. Well, and that's, you know, and think about that. Like, so, you know, we're taking these surveys and, you know, if you, and we told the kids like, Hey, we want you to just answer these, you know, we're you're like, just answer how you read it and how you are going to respond to it. Like, don't, right. Don't, don't look think for, into yeah, it. Yeah, don't think into it and don't look for like just, okay, what is the right answer? We wanted them to answer it honestly from where they were coming from because we wanted to be able to address this. Like, we're not going to go in there when we review this with the kids and be like, all right, guys, you guys are failing. It's like, no, hey, you know what? Let's go through this quiz and let's look at each one of these questions and, and, and see the repercussions of answering it in a particular manner. Right. You know what I mean? And based on how we do that. So, that's, so that gives us an opportunity to see like, hey, guys, if you answered it this way, why – why did you answer it this way, you know, and, and what happens and, and what would cause us to. So that way we can give them the biblical answers for that and say, hey, this is why we should answer it from a biblical worldview and to see, you know, because 
if you have like think about it if you have a a postmodern view of things right that's like hey we need to deconstruct everything and we need to do all this other stuff well everything that's happening in the culture if that's pulling at your heartstring because that's what you're 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 leaning towards you're going to get sucked right into that yeah without a doubt you know what i mean and and we see it we we see i mean you can drive uh through through in the community and see different churches that are uh waving a flag that shouldn't be hanging outside of a church yeah. you know what i mean and and why is that and so you know the bible is real clear on this and, and and yes we are talking about parenting but we have to understand the whole focus like the bible is very clear right that people are going to disobey their parents they are going to look for messages and messengers that are going to tickle their ears to give them what they want to hear you know what i mean there are going to be wolves among the sheep you know what i mean yeah. that are going to come and to take people away and so we have to we have to be set up knowing that hey guess what we are sending our kids out into a world where their test their faith is going to get tested yeah without a doubt without a doubt and the important part is coming back to scripture and teaching our children not just teaching but living that ourselves yeah, that's, that's huge thing, right? being the example right it's one thing to to tell your kids oh you need to do x y and z because the bible tells you to and then turn around and not do it yourself like they're going why why should i do it if you're not you yeah know? and you know i think that's the biggest thing that most kids you know they grow up and it's like you know what i saw my parents live it this way but that's not the way i want to live my life yeah, you know what and I mean? that's one of the things i wrote down um about being the example in kings and chronicles we read it all the time uh multiple times he walked in the ways of his father mm -hmm. right yeah. and i mean whether it was good or bad that child when they came up to king or wherever the judge whatever they were at it was hey he walked in the ways of his father i mean other times the the there was examples of uh where parents failed to be there samuel and uh, oh, yeah, uh where you know that's why we 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 got kings was because his kids are like no we don't want well, them. And, and look at samuel right yeah. what happened with samuel yeah. who was he raised by Eli. Eli, right. Yeah. So and what about what happened to Eli's sons? Yeah, the, the same thing. Right. right? So, and, you know what I mean? So, they were the priests and they were supposed to, you know, be leading the people and they were taking from the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they were taking advantage and all that other stuff. And then Samuel comes up and, and him being raised by Eli, you know, and he, you know, he was a great judge. Yeah. You know, but guess what? He failed to to be a good father and it even says it you know like hey his his kids were not good and yeah. they didn't want his kids ruling over them as a judge so they're like we want to be like everybody else yep give us a king give us a king you know yeah. and then they got Saul and then you know and then obviously we got David afterwards you know but it's like you know when we don't trust God with these things you know what I mean and we lead a poor example ourselves we're going to get pushback and, and, and people are going to want to go the complete opposite direction because mm -hmm. they're fed up with it, you know? Um, you know, and even with you saying, saying that whole thing of, of the example, they, they followed their fathers. It's like, you know, it, it goes with that whole expression. I don't know if you've heard it. It's like more is caught than taught. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't heard that. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you can say all you want, but it, it's more caught. Like they're going to catch it. They're going to get it more because they're seeing it. And that's what they're going to get. Not so much what you're, what you're teaching, you right. know? Uh, so, you know, going into this and, and, and looking at this, when I think of, of parenting and uh, just training up the next generation, I, I think, I mean, there's a, a ton of scripture that we can go to and, and just going to brush on some of them. The one that comes to mind from the very beginning is, is in Judges, 
right? So you have the five books of the Old Testament, and then it talks about Joshua. Joshua takes over after Moses, and you know we have Joshua going and and being a great you know leader for for the nation. And then in Judges is when he's getting ready to die, and then the next generation is going to come up. and And it's sad to see because in Judges two, this is this is how it reads in Judges chapter two verse ten. It says, "After that generation died, so the generation of of Joshua and all those that were there, right? After that generation died." Another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people around them, and they angered the Lord. They abandoned the Lord to serve Baal and the images of the Asheroth. This made the Lord burn with anger against Israel, so he handed them over to the raiders who stole their possessions. He turned them over to their enemies all around them, and they were no longer able to resist them. You know what I mean? And it's like there's another generation that's coming up after us. You know,、right. I, I have the pleasure of of my role here at at, at the church is、uh, children's ministry. So、mm-hmm. you know, I have children's ministry, and then I also have the high school ministry. So it's been neat because some of the kids that are in our in our youth group. You know what I mean? I've had them since they've been in fifth and sixth grade. Right. You know, so it's been a couple of years, and now they're in, in, in high school, and it's like, you know, and even the little ones, like, so you know, the ones that I start start teaching is when they're in second grade, and all the way up to sixth grade, and even those kids. Then I tell them, you guys are the future of Christianity. And some of these kids just look at me. They're like, "What does that mean? Like, I'm going to hand out the fruit snacks?" Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm going to open the door. But yeah, sure. yeah, you know. What I mean? But like, it, but I I tell them even that young. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are the future. You know, and it's like we got to get the message to these kids because look at where our country is right now. You know what I mean? Our country 50 years ago was not like this. No, definitely wasn't. You know what I mean? And so I mean, even 20 years ago, when yeah, we, when we, we were, were graduating high school, it、yeah. wasn't like this. So it's it's crazy to see what is happening right now in the world, and、uh, I'm super thankful that I've been saved,、yeah. even though it was pretty recently. Like, man, I'm glad that I'm able now to start with my children. Hey, let's get in the scriptures. Let's talk about what's what's happened to you. I mean, with my daughter. Uh, there was a an incident where she felt like she was wronged by somebody, and we sat down and we went into the scriptures and we talked about the different things that happened, and、um, she was wronged by that person, and she wrote a, a a letter to that person and told them what had happened and how it made her feel, and then she backed it up with scripture and gave that letter to that person, telling them like, hey, this is what happened, and this is what the Bible tells us about. That and、um, it all worked out right,、mm-hmm. and the the person、uh, apologized and said that he that it was very mature what she did, and、um, because it was an adult, and then he told her like, "Hey, I'm going to cherish this," you know, like、sure. the, it's and that her attitude change from that moment on was night and day. I mean,、uh, I have no doubt now in my mind that she sees. The scripture for the truth that it is, and how it can be applied to her life, and、um, it's crazy though when you think about how 
like you said, the, the wolves that are among the sheep, it, how people are distorting what's here mm-hmm. and applying it however they want. Yeah. And so like, you know what I mean? We, we look at this and we look at what happened in Joshua's time, you know, we we're going thousands of years back and we're like, oh, well, look at, you know, that, you know, and I mean, think of that generation that, that would saw it, you know what I mean? That generation, you know, was delivered from Egypt, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and their parents and, and all that, and it wasn't passed on to them. Why? Because of the cares of this world. You know what I mean? And it was like, hey, you know, same thing now. It's like, you know, we need to, you know, make sure that we, that we, you know, supply ourselves and have what we need and have all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but when we do that, we lose sight. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're worshiping a different God. We're worshiping something else that we think needs to sustain us. You know what I mean? And and that's not the way it is. I got a call from a buddy of mine um, just yesterday. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I was reading through Ecclesiastes and he's like, uh, you know, Solomon's telling us like, it's okay to, you know, go ahead and, and you know, wear a, a nice coat and, and you know, put on cologne and, you know what I mean? So, and he was like saying all this other all this stuff and he's like, you know, he's like, you know, Solomon's saying this. He's like, but, you know, sometimes you read in the New Testament and it's almost like, you know, we're not supposed to have nice things. He's like, he's like, am I reading this right? Or like, how do I, you know what I mean? Like decipher that. And I'm like, hey, dude, it, it's good to have stuff. I mean, look at Abraham. Abraham was like the richest man during that time, you know what I mean? Job, you know what I mean? And it's like, but here's the thing, like you look at their life and the things that they had, but those things didn't have them. Right. You know what I mean? And and, and as I was talking to her, I was like, hey, dude, so, the, you know, the thing is, is like, hey, you know, if you get a, a, an opportunity, let's say, and I just threw an example out there and I was like, let's say you get an, ex- uh, an opportunity to take a job with better pay. It, okay. It's going to benefit your family, but at what cost? Right. Is it going to take you away from being, you know, the spiritual provider that you need to be in order to just be the one that is providing monetarily? And he's like, dude, I'm so glad you just said that. He's like, cause I just, this, this opportunity for a job came up and that's one of the things I'm debating about. You know, I said, Hey man, you, it, if you think taking this job is going to pull you away and not let you be there the way that you should be there just for more money, don't take it. Right. You know what I mean? Don't take it. You have enough, like maybe you need to sit down and budget. And you know, that was one of the things he said. He's like, you know, we're horrible at budgeting. I was like, so you think getting more money is going to make you better at budgeting? And he's like, probably not. <laughs> uh, without a doubt, it won't. I, I know that um, in my own personal life, because then I just spent more money. It's yeah, just like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know I've got so you, this money coming in. I'm not getting out of debt, but I'll spend more money. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? And so like those things are going to pull at us going back to this worldview right? Like it's seeing these different, these different categories. You know what I mean? If we already have a worldview, it's like, Hey, you know what? The most important thing in my life is to make sure that as a man, I provide for my family. And I, well, guess what? You're going to do that at all costs, but you're going to do it. You're going to provide for them in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like women want us to provide, but it doesn't have to be money. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Without a doubt. They want, they want us to provide for them to be their sense of security. You know what I mean? Not through money, but the security that they know, like, Hey, no matter what happens, I'm important. And no matter what happens, you're going to be here and you're not going to try to get all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Going back to that worldview thing, I know um, I'm guilty of it. I I would always tell my kids, like, I'm raising you to be a functioning member of society, Mm -hmm. right? Like that. Now I'm like, no, like, stop, Steve. Don't say, don't let those words come out of your mouth again, because society is horrible. I don't want them to conform to society, right? I I want them to understand what the scriptures say, understand what the truth is and why they're here, right? God gave them as a gift to us and they're his, right? We're just kind of 
guiding stewards. them. Yeah, yes. we're stewards. You and know what I mean? You said that, uh, what was it? It's like in Proverbs, I just read it, um, you know, where it says that, you know, uh, children are like the arrows in the hand of a warrior. You know what I mean? And happy is him who has a quiver full of them. You know what I mean? Right. It just that sense. Like, that's our responsibility. Like, we're taking these, think of a warrior, right? He's, he's taking this arrow out, he's going to put it, and he wants it to shoot in the direction that he wants. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what we're doing with our kids. You know what I mean? So, like, we need to be mindful of what it is that we're doing because there's an end result, and then they're going to be responsible for what gets them there. But to get them there is our responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so going back to parenting and, and looking at it from a, a, a biblical sense of knowing on what we need to do. You know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago where it's like, hey, sometimes we lose focus and we think they need to be good church kids. Right. You know, or, okay, so if we're in church and we're doing these things and it, and and it's based on, you know, and it could be active. It could be, hey, they're serving and they're doing you know, whatever the case may be. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're really truly following after Jesus. Right. And you that's know? one of the notes I wrote down. The most important thing we can teach our children is to teach our children the way of salvation through Christ. Nothing else in life can be addressed effectively without that. And having that relationship with Christ and continuing to grow that relationship. So going to church does not mean that you're saved, yeah. does not mean that you have a relationship with Jesus. That's what's important is that salvation aspect of it and them having a relationship with him. And I was telling you and Will the other night, like, hey, like it wasn't until very recently that I realized how far away I was, right? Like, but, well, not really far away, but how I didn't realize what I needed to do in order mm -hmm. to have that relationship with Christ. I, I knew I did, but it wasn't nearly as close as what it could have been. Sure. And uh, the thing that got me was going back to that forgiveness was talking about going before God and Jesus being there and saying, like, I paid that price. And then thinking to myself, I'm going to go before God. And if I don't have that relationship, Jesus is going to be like, no, I didn't know him. And mm -hmm. I'm going to just stand there looking at God like, man, I don't have. Like, uh, I don't have. The, yeah. I, I don't. I can't answer. I'll just, which way is the door out? <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, so that was that, that visual for me to build that relationship. And that's what um, I started I told my kids that, and I think it clicked in their head heads then mm -hmm. that, oh, yeah, I do need to do better, right? And uh, going back to my daughter recently now, because now she's more uh, intrigued mm -hmm. and wants to know more, but she was like, I feel like I'm a bad Christian. Like, why? And, well, they say you need to read your Bible. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm like. You do most of those things, but it's not about your works, Chanel. It's about how you um, are going to move forward in your relationship with him. I was like, do you pray? And she was like, yeah, I pray. I was like, okay, so you talk to God. And she's like, yeah. I was like, there's not a, a wrong way to pray, Chanel. You need to just continue talking to him. And um, I think it goes back to being that example, right? Like when we sit down for a meal, it's like, all right, Caleb, Stephen, Chanel, it's your turn to pray, mm -hmm. right? Like, um, and then me and my wife praying also, so they see us doing it as well. Um, but it is, uh, it's really difficult to navigate with, because children are so different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Every single like, one of them. It's not yeah. a cook, yeah. It's not a one size fits all. Right. It's a one 
one of them is like, I'm going to do this. And the other one's like, I don't want to do anything like, you know, and it's, it's hard to make that connection and move and guide without the scriptures. Right. Because yep. if we, if we just stay in the scriptures, it'll be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Well, not easy, but it, it'll guide us in how we're supposed to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and even, even that, you know what I mean? Like as a parent, you can only control what you can control. Right. right. I can't control what decisions my kids are going to make. I can't control where their heart's going to be at. I can't get, you know what I mean? But I can control what's in front of them. I can control what I allow for them. You know what I mean? I can control uh, who, who I see that they rely most on. Right. And, and if I can control that, I need to make sure that I'm putting that in, in leading them to the Lord in that sense. You know, you said one thing um, that I wanted to hit on where you, right now you just talked about, um, you know, church and bringing the kids to church and all this other stuff. And I think, you know, especially being in the United States, this is super hard for us because a lot of the times the parents probably bring their kids here thinking that we are going to be the ones that are going to set them up. Like take oh, for example, yeah, yeah. Like take for example, like you, you take your kid to basketball practice. Well, who's going to teach them about basketball? The coach. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's the coach's job to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like both my boys do jujitsu. You know what I mean? And I kind of know a little bit of it. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like now my boys can, you know, if they were stronger than me, they tap me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but so I'm taking them there because th- I want the instructors to teach them. You know what I mean? So that way they know that their skills and they're going to grow up and be able to do, you know, whatever and go through the belt promotions and all that other stuff. Well, when we bring the kids to church, it's almost like we had that same mentality. Well, right. this is the, the, the children's ministry uh, teacher for this group. So they're going to teach you what you need to know at this level. And then, you know, as they progress, it's the church's job to do that. And it's not. As a church, we are coming alongside of the parents with what they're already doing to reinforce. Like, you know, like as a kid, you, you remember when your parents would tell you something and then you'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you hear from somebody else and then you listen to what that person said and yep. your parents are like, I've been telling you that the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that happens all the time, Bobby, <laughs> because Stephen being in youth oh, and working here now, like, oh, I, uh, I talked to Mr. Matt about blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. I already told you that, dude. Like, like, okay, good. I'm glad Matt gave you the same advice I did. Um, but that goes back to what you just said about like um, what we're supposed to do. Deuteronomy 6 uh, verses 6 and 7 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. I mean, that's not like drop them off with somebody yeah. it's, and let them teach. It's you teaching them all the time throughout life while they're with you, while you have them, what Scripture tells them, how God wants them to live their lives. Yeah, and you know, I remember like I know, I know I'm at the place where I'm at. Because when I had my mom that was praying for me constantly and dude, growing up, my, my parents were, we were going to go to church and, you know, we, we didn't went to, you know, a different um, denomination, but you know, we need to go to church. And so they were making that part important. 
You know what I mean? And dude, I know my mom prayed and I know my mom was always trying to guide me and, and tell me, give it to the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus. You know what I mean? And, and it didn't, and that's my bad. You know what I mean? Like right. that didn't click for me. And obviously it was later down the road that, that Jesus really got a hold of me. You know what I mean? But you know, it, it, it was my parents, you know, and my mom especially just, you know, always trying to, to guide me in that direction, you know? And, and like you said, it's, it's not dropping somebody off because the, the denomination growing up, like, we didn't ever read out of the Bible, you know what I mean? And there was, like, the scripture that maybe my parents did kind of give was, like, very limited, you know, as opposed to the scripture in the amount that I know now because of the importance the importance of reading through your Bible and knowing it. Because guess what? Like, if I'm only able to teach my kids just a little bit, like, that's all that they're going to know, you know, and, and it, you know, God's going to bless his word. But if I give them more because I know more and I'm able to instill that in them. Like how much more is God right. going to bless with that? You know? And, and I love it, man. Cause like, we'll go and we'll walk the dogs and both the boys, you know what I mean? We'll be walking and it's, it's, they're always bringing something up related to God, dude. And it's like, I love those conversations. Ricky, uh, Ricky and I took the kids to that jujitsu tournament and it was cool. Cause Ricky and I were talking about, you know, just our relationship with the Lord, how we came to be all, all these other things. Right. And then the kids start chiming in and it was so cool to just, listen to the kids ask these questions. And, and when Ricky and I got up to, to Phoenix, I was like, dude, I love, like, I wish we could have recorded that conversation on the drive up. We spent three hours talking about the Lord. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like formulaic. It's not like, here's a Bible study and here's all this. No, we're just like, like what we're doing right now. Yeah, you just know talking. Yeah. And our kids are chiming into it and asking questions and being able to pour into them. And there you go, you know, like as you go by the way, as you rise up, as you go, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's our responsibility as parents to be able to guide our kids into that direction and into that way. But the most important thing, you know what I mean, is is this is one of the things that I tell the children's ministry team, you know, is like, look, it's important for you guys to study the lesson that you're going to teach the kids. Like, obviously, you need to be prepared. But here's the thing. You need to be coming into service and sitting through a service once a week. And you have to be regularly reading your Bible. Because here's the thing. You can't give these kids what you don't have yourself. You know, God will bless his word. He will. You know what I mean? But, and that's what the thing that I tell the, 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 the children's ministry team, because these teachers want to be here for these kids. You know what I mean? They're not here for any other reason because they, it's because they want to be. And this guy's like, if we want to be most effective, we need to be able to give them what we have because there's going to be questions that are off topic. They're going to be off of the lesson. You know what I mean? And there's kids here, like, unfortunately, and I tell them, like, hey, some kids here, we're the only constant that they have. It's grandma and grandpa that are picking them up from mom and dad's house that are bringing them here and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, guys, we have an opportunity to come alongside and, and to help strengthen whoever's bringing them here to help strengthen what they're already doing. Um, and, and, but you can't do it if you don't have it yourself. Right. And that's, uh, one of the, when you were talking about your mom and how you're where you're at because of her, I, st I just immediately thought about my dad and, um, you know, he, he was a Christian and he, we didn't talk until towards the end of his life. We didn't talk about, um, God or he never forced religion on me. He would say things every now and then, but once I got saved, we had those conversations every day. Um, and he was reading all the time and he would ask me questions. I would ask, I would ask him questions and we'd have those conversations and going, you know, at the very beginning when we started this, it, um, it even started when we were in with the high school kids in Tucson prayer, right? Like I was, I, I, I struggled in that area. I prayed by myself. I never prayed um, 
in public really. And I don't even think I prayed that well by myself. And, uh, after my dad died, I remember, um, looking at his headboard and, um, the headboard had been worn down and it was because he prayed so consistently that when, when he was done with this prayer, he would get up and he would grab the headboard and he had like a cross hanging with Jesus on it. And he would kiss the feet of Jesus. And because over the years praying so much, I mean, the headboard, yeah, the headboard is worn down. And I, it just was like a, an image for me, like, man, that, cause it wasn't like just when he was sick, obviously like that would not have happened. I mean, yeah, when, short enough time, yeah, he was praying for years every single day and you know grabbing that headboard and i was just like wow i didn't know my dad did that i knew towards the end i knew he was praying but i didn't realize how long and i'm sure many of those prayers many of those prayers were for me and my brother who oh, yeah. were off somewhere for the army and um it was like just right now i really just kind of it just hit me and i'm like sitting here like man my dad did that i mean it wasn't an example in public but now i can look back and be like he had that habit though you yeah know I mean? he had that he had that and um it was something that uh, now i'm just like steve you better start praying even more now like you know <laughs> so yeah, sure. well but, you know and, and the fact that you can go back to that you know right. what i mean and, and and all those things and same thing with my parents you know what i mean go, you know pray and go to regular different prayer meetings and, and things like that. You know what I mean? And it's like, I can remember that over the course of time. You know what I mean? And, and, um, you know, talking about like setting up habits. So even it, it, and here's the thing, like, as we're talking about this stuff, like it's not to discourage anybody. Cause if somebody's listening right now and they're like, man, I don't know a lot of scripture and I don't do these things. Hey, guess what? As you listen to this, it, hopefully it's the Holy spirit that's convicting you right now. And so you can do something about that. You know, you can, you can download a, a, a Bible reading app, the version app. We've talked about that. We, you know, you can, and have it even read to you. Like, if like, oh, I'm not a good reader. Well, that's okay. But do you want to grow closer to God? Do you, do you want those things? You know what I mean? Right. And there's small steps that we can take. You know, guys, this whole pur purpose of this podcast is reach out to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can reach out to us and we don't even need to know who it's from. You know what I mean? You can make up a fake email and just send the email. You know what I mean? And we'll interact and engage, you know, but I think a lot of times it's like, we try to, we're like, well, I'll just figure it out. You know what I mean? Or I'll just try, try to change things or do things. And, and like, there's other things that are tied to it as the reasons why maybe you're not moving forward with, with what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I, I know this with, with, in terms of parenting, you know what I mean? Like, we have to be able to know the reasons why, you know, we opened up the podcast of like, Hey guys, there, there are people that want to devour our kids. Like the enemy does not want our kids following after them after, right. after the Lord. You know what I mean? He does not want us following after the path of, of, of what a godly family looks like. So there's going to be every effort to try to take that away. Like knowing that you're taking your kids, you know, you heard me say this where it's like, you know, in the military, we're both in the military. You know what I mean? When we went off to battle, like we go off to battle, we go off with our, with our units and, and everything else. And the families are left behind. The Christian life is the only, is the only battle that we do that we actually take our families to the front lines to go and do battle. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's hard because you're doing battle and guess what? They're also coming to attack the family. But guess what? If my family is strong, you know, they need me and I can be there for them. But there's times where like I'm, I'm not and there's other things that I need to be doing, but my family has to be strong. But I need to realize that that's my responsibility to make sure that they're equipped. 
right. to do that. You know what I mean? And and to know like, hey, guess what? You as a man are the pastor of your home. Don't leave. It's not the pastor's responsibility. As a man, you are the pastor of that home. And if you're a single mom, hey, you're still the one that's responsible for leading your kids and 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 knowing those things, you know. And so, um, I know, like for us, when you know we first got saved, and it was like everybody talked about doing family devotions, and and then we tried that. We tried to get the kids to do family. Dude, it was the hardest thing and the most awkward thing. It didn't. It just it didn't work in our family, and and it was a struggle to try to like, okay, how do I pour into my kids and like the like our life has completely changed. Where before we we didn't do any of this other stuff, and now we're going to start doing these things. It, one of the things that was most helpful for us um, was we got these little like sticky Bible notes. It's like a, it, the ones that hang on your refrigerator. Yep. Because I got that in my house right now. We so, just got it like two weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So you, we we have those Bible sticky notes, and for the week we like so we'll we'll sit down and, and we haven't done this and it's been a little bit since we've done this and it's something that we need to start doing again. But we'll sit down as a family, and you know it doesn't take very long and somebody will read will read that little passage and then we'll ask questions you know deanna and i will ask the boys like hey what does this mean you know and then we walk them through it you know of what it means and then we start memorizing just a small chunk if it's real big you know what i mean it's just a small chunk if it's you know real easy then then we'll memorize it and that's the scripture for the whole entire week and every night that we have an opportunity we'll come together we'll sit down on the couch and we'll see how much how much of it have you been able to memorize you know what I mean? And it's a time that you get to talk. It's a time that they get to memorize scripture. It's you, quality time. And it's quality time, yeah. man. You know it's what I mean? It doesn't have to be some big drawn out thing. You don't have to be a Bible scholar and, and all this other stuff. Like it's- You don't have to spend much money. I mean, that, that wasn't very expensive. I know that. Yeah. I mean, and even that, like if you're not able to get it, I, I mean, you could probably just, just download a sheet of, of, of paper and yeah. just pick one out, cut it out and, and just hang it on the fridge. Like you don't even have to spend any money on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so just, just doing those things. I know we're running close to time, guys. We want to do our best to try to keep these within, uh, within a decent amount of time. So there's a lot that we still have to cover. I want to go over these two. I, I want to read the two questions that we're going to, uh, end up addressing on the next, uh, on the next episode. One of those questions came from Tim and Tim wrote, he said, I'd like to hear a podcast on raising teens in today's society with cell phones, social media, et cetera. It's very hard sometimes, and it's always good to hear other parents' stories, warning, advice. Thank you. Uh, so I definitely want to address that. Yeah, I think that's huge, yeah, I mean, especially with the world. We, I mean, the world we grew up in didn't have cell phones. Thank God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, and the cameras and everything. But now, I mean, I know that I struggle with that with my own kids. Like, man, like, put the phone down. Like, get off of it for a little bit. Sure. Um, so I think we definitely need to. Spend yeah, how do how do we navigate that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then another one came from uh came from my buddy Philip. He says uh he says how to be on the same page well he says relating it to to a, a blended family, parenting in a blended family. He says how to be on the same page as your spouse when if ever is it good to step in when the other parent is disciplining? Um, and so I think that's, that's huge. Yeah, you know, that's and unfortunately, huge. man, I got a bunch of failures dude. when we, you know, obviously we have a blended family and, and the kids were a little bit older and, and I, I coming into it, not being, uh, a dad and being a dad to two already kids that were old and, and trying to parent them. Like I, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's the blended family aspect of it is a difficult or difficult waters to navigate. I mean, with, I mean, 
we have a blended family, you have a blended family. And I think now it's way more common than it was yeah. before. And then probably the part of that that I really like is the parenting together and being on the same being page, being, on the same page, being yeah. a team. Because that was one of the questions that I got from a buddy was like, hey, how do you do it as as a team? You know, so I think we definitely need to to bring that aspect into it. I know we we just talked a lot without even really getting into parenting. Right well, now. but like, we talked about the concepts of yeah. it, you know. So as we close this out, like, what are, what are we talking about? Like, you know, I think hopefully you guys, you know, um, we had these, you know, we did this survey. I'll, I'll see if we can put that on the on the show notes. But you know, it was you know we did a survey to see where the kids are are and how they would make decisions based on their. Uh, belief, their worldview right. on Christian values. And not all the kids scored 100%, which means that they have some holes in their belief. And instead of, you know, coming off and like, oh, how did you guys not get this? Like, hey, we need to walk them through that so that we can understand, like, what do we need to talk about? Like, what's going on in your life? What has brought you here? You know, um, and and hopefully if you got anything from, you know, this episode was, you know, hey, our kids are going to are gonna catch more than than what we teach. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that, you know, we're living out what we're trying to preach them and, and, and showing that. And we have to be examples. And if we got to be examples, we need to be with our kids. Like if you look at Jesus with the 12 disciples, that's a dad. You know right. what I mean? That's a dad. And guess what? He was with them. You know what I mean? And, and taking that role from Jesus and what does that look like? We need to be with our kids. So we need to ask ourselves, like, what do I value? You know, and you'll know what you value by how you spend your time. And how your, how your family spends their time. I know, I know one buddy, unfortunately, like they drive all over the place, taking their kids to different sports and, and different music stuff and all, all these other things. And they don't make church a priority. And, and he says he's a believer and it's, and it's like, but you hold all these other things in a higher regard. Going back to judges, guess what? They're going off of the idols because of what the parents put important to them. The parents right. did a lousy job raising up that next generation. It wasn't that next generation's fault. So looking at what's going on in society right now, right now where we live, 2021 in the United States, yeah, we look at why are people the way they are? Guys, we need to look at the generation before that and see what they were doing because they are the ones that dropped the ball. And guys, if we don't get a handle on what's going on and what we're supposed to be valuing, as in terms of the scriptures, guys, we're going to drop the ball even further and we have nobody else to blame but ourselves. And right now we're that generation for the one coming up. So yeah. we need to make sure we get it right. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Uh, we will come back and address, we'll, we'll just pick up the conversation where we left off and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Do you want to pray us out? Of course I want to pray <laughs> us out. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for Bobby and, you know, all of the support that we have throughout this ministry that we're doing here with this podcast. We ask that you get this into the ears of those who need to hear it and you fill them with the conviction and the Holy Spirit to make changes in their lives. I know studying this parenting topic was something that has really convicted me. And I hope that we're able to give your truth to other parents out there and have them understand what it is we are called to do as parents. And until next week, 
Lord, I just pray that you keep us all safe and give us all the strength, courage, and wisdom we need to continue to be good shepherds of these children that we've been entrusted with. And we thank you for that gift. And we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.